This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. The Holiday Spectacular! Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Welcome to Space Cats Peace Turtles. This is your Space Cat. My name is Hunter Donaldson. Hi, I'm your Daniel Hunter Donaldson. Daniel Hunter Donaldson. That's Ooh, my first name, Daniel. Me, I'm Matthew David Martins, and we're joined by three of our players that were in our game. Uh, we want to do a quick wrap-up session. Who did you play? Hi, I'm Sean. I, pay, I played the Barony of Letnev. Hi, this is uh, Griffin, and I played <laughs> Yisseril. That's gonna confuse. Someone. That won't be funny. That won't be funny. <laughs> no That's only it. funny to us. <laughs> That's only funny. His name to is us. Garrett, and he did play the Easter. And he yes. won. Uh, I'm EJ, and uh, I'm real good. Who'd you play? Ixjaw. Okay, great. Um, we just finished the game of Twilight Imperium Fourth mm-hmm. Edition with some of our best buds in the whole goddamn world, and um, Garrett, you won the game. How do you feel about your victory? Yeah, how do you feel? How does it feel to be the winner, to be better than all the others, and you really deserved it? Uh, it what do you, how do you feel? It was a Christmas miracle, but also <laughs> y'all are just inferior players, so <laughs> I took advantage of that. You're right, yeah. If someone were to watch the six-hour stream, they would definitely see that. A, a clear winner. from A the clear start. winner, yeah. yeah. You outplayed us in... How many? What were the ways that you outplayed us? In what ways um, did you outplay us? As many dimensions as there are in Twilight Imperium. Uh, I, and what I, are those? I don't know a lot about the game. I, I counted nine. Um, you have the shadow and the top and <laughs> and um, all the others. But I, I think uh, most of those dimensions I was ahead from the start. You're right. Your shadow play was kind of insane. So if you watched our live stream, which not very many of you did, and we don't blame you uh, for not watching. It was boring. It's boring to it's watch on, It is online, though. It is online. They you can, can watch see it. it. But we're going to come out with an episode, uh, or not an episode, we're going to come out with a video in a probably a couple months' time after I sift through all of the huge amount of footage that we did. And we'll edit something down, and there will be a digestible um, overview of this game. But we're going to try to break it down as best as we can for you guys today. And um, let's start with the end and what we keep complaining about. Because if you weren't watching, you don't know what we're talking about. And that's one of our players who isn't joining us right now. Who uh, won't ever be joining us again. <laughs> he ruined the game right there at the end. We had a, um agenda that basically was going to give the person in the lead one victory point, and that was Garrett, and Garrett was a nine. So if we gave one victory point to Garrett, we would just end the game, and it would be over. Or we could give it to Connor, because he was in last place, mm-hmm. and he would get a point. But Connor tried to pull some sort of slick move with an action card he didn't understand, misread the action card, and uh, voted for Garrett, and then lost the Game. And this is probably a good time to uh, reiterate our mulligan policy and that everybody gets one mulligan except for EJ who gets like four. Five. <laughs> I got I to intervene here because I just not thought of something about this action card that he tried to yeah. play that it would just come into effect onto him. Back on to Connor, who would yeah. have won. Who won? This is a point. That's this is thing. a point we've so, made. Okay, yeah. let's get into a bit more detail. We Got had it. a four or against, like we said. It just now hit me like a ton of bricks because yeah. I left about... <laughs> 
two minutes after yeah. this game ended. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah about basically um, he played an action card that was supposed to apply to an elect player scenario, and that's not what we were doing. It's just the situation of our thing was that it applied very heavily to It was Garrett. a real classic um, elect player but it's really for against scenario. That happens yes. a lot. Right, yeah, there, all of those. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't agree with that. I think most of the time when people read the card, uh, it's pretty obvious what uh, the card is. What, 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 what card was it? I don't know the name of it. I don't want to look it up. It's stupid. <laughs> seed of an empire. And Thank it you. did plant the seed for an empire. Yeah, long, long the ago. Goblin That's Empire gets the reign supreme. That's, none of that is right. So let's back up. Let's back up, and I want to do some quick overviews with everybody. Um, Can I just say my favorite part of an elect player card? Yeah, I want. Is that it says elect player right at the top of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, true, Sean. That's the part that really clues you in to a lot of specific information with how the action cards work in reference to that, (laughs) and also just what it is. So we're very all good very, observation. We're all very bitter, and um, I want to talk me. about earlier parts of the game. I want to start with um, EJ. Um, what was, would you say, your best play of the game? My opening strategy. Go listen to the Ixcha episode of uh, of Space Cats Peace Turtles. Damn right. I absolutely followed that verbatim. It was like, what's your dream opening turn? boom and it was like everything <laughs> fell into place it was literally like if you go back and listen to that episode oh my god you're right it is everything exactly we said exactly like what you said it is exactly and it had to happen in that order it had to happen in the exact yeah. order it had to happen with like diplomacy and right. everything me getting that me taking the planet yeah. next to my i just realized you're and right yeah I, I straight up just followed your strategy i didn't i didn't do but anything not, else. not even like deviate. our strategy the like our made up like okay if if we're talking if this, everything this. that could happen, this is what you would be looking out for, I guess. But when's that going to ever happen? And, yeah. and it straight up not only happened, it happened verbatim. And you took I'm a not, big commanding I a lead. lead. That I was up five to ruined the three rest of your game. Two to two to one or something. Yeah, yeah it as, ruined the rest of the game. As one half of the team that worked on that episode, though, I will say this. You did kind of let – I feel like you, you kind of quit listening to us up to a certain point. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> Um, yes. What he's referring to is you did not, uh, you didn't swing hard with that uh, yeah. flagship. You uh, weren't aggressive thing, enough. The with thing that. was, was there was a, okay. So in order to get that big lead, and what I should have done, and I realized it at the time, it was a crossroads in my game. It yeah. was either get a bigger lead, which was what I did by getting by spending trade goods for influence, <laughs> or I could spend those trade goods to buy the flagship. I opted to get the victory point, as you should try to do most often maybe um as i thought i could get the flagship till early in the way early in the game yeah. and i had been out to a huge lead That's the true. thing was is i intentionally chose a spot on the board that was in fact not great for that yeah. uh, as it was influence heavy and not resource heavy yeah. and i i was not able to get my flagship until later and then when i did get my flagship i was it was basically rendered Immobile. Right. I just didn't want to go anywhere with it, and nor did I. But care you parked to go it next to Mechatol, which was a great spot for. Yeah, it. it was a good spot for it. I, there were a few chances I had to fire with yeah. with the crazy space cannons, but you know, I and even took my mulligan on one. <laughs> I thought it was a. I thought you had a great position, honestly. Again, I guess specifically against me. Um, I mean, I was parked just right next to you for the whole time, and I, you had. I 
I, there were several moments I thought, or <clears throat> rounds. Of course, I wasn't in your place. So I don't know what else you were having to protect against. There was a lot. Yeah. But uh, I thought there were t- tons of times you could have swooped in and just snatched yeah. Mechatol from me. Yeah, from my perspective, I mean, I was, and I say this a lot in the video we recorded, but I had a secret objective the entire game that was just win a fight against the person with the lead. And you were my neighbor with the lead almost the entire game, but it was never an option for me wow. to, to have a definitely win. If anything, I would have had a, oof, maybe I could eke out a victory, but it would be like against my odds. I had seven victory points at the end of the game, and I finished fifth out of six. So Yeah. Yeah. It well, got it was away a tight from game. Uh, Sean, quick question for you. What was the biggest upset for you? What, what, what was the worst thing to have that you had happen to you? I think it was uh, when I realized that I, that I just wasn't, that I didn't have enough power to just steamroll <laughs> through Hunter. <laughs> Can I say why? Yeah. I say it many times in the stream, and I want to say it now for the record. You just didn't bring enough ground forces. That's really all it came down to. You had more money. You had more ships. You had more everything. You never built enough And I forces. saw you coming, and I was just like, I'll build more ground forces, and I guarantee you he won't build enough, and you did not. You 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 built a lot. I built. Yeah. I, your, I stacked credit, five stacked on it. each planet that he wanted. Yeah. I mean, the I'm just saying they only cost one. <laughs> I'm just saying they only cost one, and I, no, I'm two of them. I'm trying to make a point for our listeners. <laughs> I've been drinking since. <laughs> trying to forget. Anyways, since like noon. Yeah, not since noon, but <laughs> since since late. Build ground forces. If you feel like your neighbor is stronger than you are, just. Throw your money at ground forces because they're not gonna. They're gonna spend it on shiny, cool stuff, and yeah. then the ground forces are what really go the distance. Yeah, that, I mean that's true, especially when you're defending. When when you're attacking, especially in my position, though, I had a lot of, I had a lot of bombardment, which made me feel comfortable. But then but I, could, I overestimated my my flagship bombard. You're right, and then all I had to do was count up your bombardment, put one more ground force than you could bombard, and then even best case scenario, it wouldn't be enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's uh, to, I mean to to the credit of defenders everywhere. It's cheap, cheap to defend. Cheap, yeah, cheaper. Uh, Garrett, um, this is the most fun question for you because of how your game went. But what was the I don't know how, I don't know how best to word this. What was the best or maybe just most interesting or funniest or whatever um, moment that you weren't involved in but that you saw taking place on the board? What was the best thing that happened? around you and without you um i mean to me it felt like most of the game <laughs> was me watching other people bash into each other yeah i was just kind of waiting for that opportune moment um the funniest was definitely um my neighbor here sean packing up all of his mechatol belongings and his entire barony and then just trying to crash it into his neighbor mostly unsuccessful yeah <laughs> that was could you make that point again <laughs> just say i repeat the exact words <laughs> my neighbor the black barony taking his entire mechatol rex capturing force packing it up and hurling it at his neighbor 
mostly unsuccessfully. Why was he unsuccessful? Because he got stuck in the quagmire of trying to capture planets. And then he kind of uh, half-assed it. He got stuck and he either plowed through those planets he wasn't going to capture into your home system or he tried to bombard but I, he decided to just back out. And so it was um, it was a Pyrrhic victory, I think, in a way. I'm proud of myself for. I'm proud. There's a thing called mutually assured destruction. Right. <laughs> and we march towards it. They mutually thing. assured destruction of themselves. The thing is that Hunter and I, and I was ready to jump. We both were. Mm-hmm. Hunter, I think, asked me to. <laughs> he did. I did. I definitely did. I was very frustrated at certain points. But, uh, yeah. We shook hands in the end. Uh, Sean, or Hunter, do you want to? Uh, yeah, so wait, what's the, what's the prompt? What's the question? I mean, we can just keep doing those same three questions to. Yeah, what are else. they? Good. Ask me them. Well, Hunter, what was um, your. What was your best play? Your slickest play? Mm, your one didn't have a whole lot of those. That you felt like was just like, you pulled that off. Um, or maybe bro- what you planned to do for Brokering the a piece? Honestly, yeah. Enabled us to... Me and Sean's whole arc... Uh, Tell me about the arc. So the way the arc worked was essentially like this. Uh, at first, I wanted to pay off EJ and Sean to kind of keep their allegiance. Um, actually, you know what? This, this, this tells me what my best play was. Um, I did not have to deal with a single two-for-one trade as a con. And the way I did it was really simple. Uh, I did not let people refresh their commodities willy-nilly yeah. like people do it's all important. the time. Yeah. And I only let people refresh their commodities if they were going to give me a good deal. And the thing yeah, is... you always made that a prerequisite. Yep. To giving them. I'm not going to give you commodities for free if you don't give me a good deal. Um, and that's how I got ahead of the meta. You had double the amount of money of everybody else. I don't that's know if true. you realize that, but most of us only had about eight resources in our pie slices, and you were getting eight trade goods every single turn. Not not every round, because it didn't always get picked. Well, okay, no, trade didn't get picked ever. But every time trade got played, you got double the amount of resources. And I will say, else. it does seem to be pretty smart to, if Hakan doesn't pick trade, to just be like, just let it go. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did one round, was just like, why not just not let him get a bunch of money? It hurts me more when nobody picks trade than it does... You might as well force Hakan to pick trade, because... Uh, because it, they're going to get to refresh anyways. We're going to get to refresh without even asking and... No, even if you pick trade, Hakan's gonna get more out of it. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of feel the same way with uh, Jolnar and technology. Like forcing Jolnar to take technology is kind of kind of interesting. First round, better options. Yeah, first round was really weird because uh, we had a tech objective on the board from the beginning. Um, but I picked first, and I was like, "Well, I'm not." Calculated. Yeah, I I I was Jolnar, and I was like, "I'm not gonna pick tech because I should just get warfare and." Have a great first and round. And you thought surely someone would Someone's pick it because there's an objective. There's an objective. And then nobody picked it, which boggles the mind. I couldn't so believe that. two of the guys that didn't pick obje- the objective. Right. But because right. strategy card. Yeah, I mean, but again, I went first. First person almost never picks tech, especially if they're Joel Nahr. Like, I have almost no incentive to pick tech because it gets picked all the time. It's weird. It was weird. It, 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 we both had this exact same thought, which was just somebody else is going to pick it. And then it's almost <laughs> similar to the what happened in the end, which was that we both made assumptions 
yeah. about <laughs> fit people would make a logical play. Well, but by the by the end, if you realize that no one else is going to pick it, and you know you're the last three people, then you're like, well, why why would I mm-hmm. if they're not going to pick it? Yeah. We can just well, so maybe I'll get a next round. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sean, did you use the Barony's fleet supply ability? Yeah. Ever? Okay. Have. In the only game I played as them, I basically forgot to do it all the time because I'm just so used to playing no. against fleet um, supply. No, he used always it. From the, it. Oh, from, from almost the get-go. As yeah. soon, I mean, from basically as soon as I started getting into it with Hunter, I, yeah. was, I, I redistributed everything. Yeah. I think um, <clears throat> listeners would like to hear kind of reactions to how Barony... We, we haven't talked a whole lot about Barony, so how did you feel... About your game, and you—you you were neck and neck with the win as well. I mean, you, you technically were in the lead until the last round. Yeah, I mean, right um, there at the on end. that on that last round, I, I, I had, in, I had the capability of getting three vic to get to eleven. Yeah, right. That's what I would right. have ended at. And your fleets were huge. Like most of them were <laughs> almost unstoppable. Uh, yeah, like yeah. I, mean, I mean, you didn't have the ground had, forces to back it up, I, but well, like I had, your yeah. fleets were. I had fleets that were. I mean, any both of my fleets had you would have to score four hits before you even started hurting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, taking you away, shielding, yeah. Armor, and then the each works. round, you know, being able to refresh that. But uh, it it felt str- it was strong, especially once I started thinking about uh, once I started thinking about tech, and I started actually uh, involving myself and in yeah. upgrading those units. Uh, it sucked though, not because trade just. I felt like it didn't get played, and when it did, I mean, it's, it, it was an issue mostly because I was attacking the Hakan. Yeah. So of course, no one was going to trade. Trade me was on a weird lockdown this game. Though. Lockdown, yeah. Uh, when I did use the reroll thing, when I yeah. did spend it, it worked. Like, it, like it would have fucking destroyed anything. <laughs> yeah. Would have totally destroyed. You yeah. know, like. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're getting those PDS rerolls and and bombardment rerolls and stuff like that, like when you have the extra fighter barrage or anything that like counts as an extra round where mm-hmm. you're going in that in that thing, you're getting to like reroll yeah. for the same unit four times. Yeah, I think that point about tech is an interesting <laughs> thing that I'm feeling more of the weight of in TI4, which mm-hmm. is races feel more defined by how they evolve than just like what they start with. Yeah. I feel like CI3 was very much just like you have your starting ability and like your starting units and that kind of determines a lot of your game. But now it's like there's these very clear like steps you need to accomplish to, I mean, we always use the term superpower. Like you want to set yourself up as like, how am I going to become an unstoppable machine? And like Barony just has like one of the most obvious like, yeah, get that really ridiculous tech, and you're pretty much set. I think late game they handedly become the most dominant fleet. Absolutely, in the game. Yeah, if, yeah. If they can keep any race I've seen, they are the strongest. Which fleet is why your play was interesting, even though it's like it seemed nonsensical, and it kind of was to just like be going at Hunter. I feel like that's the thing that Barony should be doing. Is like your goal is to keep everyone else down until the late game when you have such a scary fleet that you should just be able to walk through people. Yeah, I just. I think if I hadn't been playing the Hakan, I think it would have made more sense because I think you had a lot more to gain by being from me than I had to lose. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, for sure. Like the way, if you had gone the other way, the problem was you had that nebula in the way, really. There was a nebula 
on the other side that kind of discouraged him from going after Garrett. But if Garrett had been the person that you were bullying and extorting, I would have just funded your war. Yeah. Like we even talked about that before we yeah. started playing. We're <laughs> yeah. like, well, I'm going to funnel you money, yeah. but it, was, it would have been so good, especially if, if I could have, if I could have reached out <clears throat> and attacked Connor around yeah. you, oh, yeah. that would have been perfect. I totally would have paid would have paid you money to to do that. Zach, poor Connor, who had like zero victory points. For yeah, we six can't. There's rounds. nothing even to say about Connor. I mean, let's talk about Soul real quick. That's the second game we played with Soul. Soul does not have. It's not a good showing uh, the second time around either. And people keep saying that they're good. And Connor ran into the exact same problem that I ran into in the game that I played, which was that it's super cool that you have all this great capacity, but you just don't have the production to to capitalize yeah. on your advantage. I guess maybe you need to be thinking about that from the get-go of the game. And if you can find a way to get around of having production capacity problems, maybe you can solve. You need you need a two-system planet near you, and you need to drop two space docks in yeah. there. and make that your That needs to be, center. like, number one. But that, that isn't a very victory point-focused objective. Not at like all. That's no. tough. Yeah, so it's sidetracking you. How did you feel about your Yasarl game, Garrett? I know you were having a lot of troubles through, like, most of it, because... Yeah, super slow start, and then even through medium game, um, it was just depending on what sort of action cards I drew. And you were getting junk. Which, yeah, when you're just getting a lot of um, direct hits or shields holding, but you're not even trying to get into combat with anybody. Because it was all resource. you don't have a fleet yeah. Yeah. to fight anybody with. Um, you know, you're getting combat-based when you need some economy-based mm-hmm. ones. So, I mean, yeah, they do dictate to you a lot more than you would like um i mean they still have a strong two carrier start but that depends on the galaxy and a whole lot of other things so i mean you felt it was slow though like in this game yeah uh and i'm not sure if that's the way that we it felt like it was the public objectives were holding (laughs) him back because the action cards and the public objectives weren't syncing up for him oh okay yeah 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 yeah, you, I mean, were, we had to, you were also next to, I mean, like right next to me, and I had a, I had a, I mean, after this my second turn, I like expanded out into everything yeah. in that in that area yeah. up until up until I turned on Hunter, that was locked down. Yeah. Well, first, I mean, we did a really fair galaxy where like everybody was a little bit more starved than they would have liked to have yeah. been. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting really good at that. Starving like, the of, galaxy of making it so everybody has almost, almost exactly what they need, yeah. but not quite. Yeah, you have to at right. least get one person. So I think that was the first game where that Im- impacted me <clears throat> more than I'm used to as a player. Yeah, uh, third game total. But then on top of that, once you've got your pie slice and you're trying to figure out where you go, yeah, tech objectives are not where you want to be as Yisrael, and then. Um, spending resources, especially with the trade as locked down as it was, I think I had um, two or three trades goods at one time, max, throughout the entire match. So, wow, not a lot of trade goods. Man, I did a good job. <laughs> did you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah. He only had two or three for the whole game. You know how many trade goods I had in that game? I must have had 50 go through me. <laughs> You know, whatever. All right. Um, we've never 50. talked. That's ridiculous. We've never talked about um, Joel Nar really. 
because every time we've played with Jolnar previously, it's been a new player. So I think I need to talk a little bit. Yeah, do it. Let's hear about it. Jolnar. Let's I felt Jolnar great Ruby. about him. Um, my goal from the get-go was, because the last game we played, I played Glass Cannon. And basically, Glass Cannon always hurts me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jolnar is definitely not a race that can be a glass cannon. Yeah, so you didn't play that way. So it was I, nice, actually. I very actively chose not to. And I, I picked my strategy card, I mean, my secret objective, almost more as a test to myself. My mm-hmm. secret objective was take out the person in the lead, and that was to tell myself, don't take the lead early. Because then you can't do it. Because then I can't do it, so I need to hold myself back so that I can have these big swings. And I felt like it helped a lot. To refocus on kind of always maintaining, and it's not like I always had an amazing pie slice. Like EJ pointed out at one point, that it was like, "Matt, what are you doing here? You have like nothing." I had one fleet on my home system and one kind of like off out in the middle of nowhere, but at least I had like two sizable fleets that were going around working on stuff. Whereas normally I have like all of these just like throw the cruiser over there to get that and throw the dreadnought and just like right I'm and just, then the cruiser just gets left like junk yeah like, exactly. it's just like like floating so this is the first time I, like, I end up killing it <laughs> yeah yeah this is the first time i focused on just like get the objectives that all you have to do is reach a little bit to get it mm-hmm. and and set yourself up if you're if you have to stretch too far to get an objective don't go for it this round, but set yourself up in a better position for next round. Right. And I always just took that mentality. And I think that's what you have to do with Jolnar because you're just not going to get any sort of fast lead. And it worked really well. I also didn't get um, a lot of normal tech. I focused really heavily on upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, part of that was because our first objective was some upgrade tech. But I don't know. I think, I think I'm going to do that a lot as Jolnar because I don't think you actually get a lot of benefit from just having like a million effects. I would rather just have an improved fleet that can move around a lot by the end game. Yeah, mobility. Yeah. What uh so where where are we going with this? What's uh what was what was good? What was what was the worst thing about this whole experience? <laughs> Did anyone like thing? this? <laughs> I liked it. Actually, I'm I'm being This was really fun to do. Commercially, um, yeah, it was really really fun. Yeah. Um let's kind of like actually be wrapping this up a little bit. I want to say that live streaming this was like incredibly fun and even yeah. though i know for people to try to like sit in and watch it's like there's not much to watch oh god and let's let for the record let's say that like a game of twilight imperium as far as like something that you watch for six it's hours ridiculous. is incredibly boring no, there's yeah. no way yeah not there, spectators were at all there were times where no one was at the table angels. there were times we in that street angels where <laughs> angels in america with al pacino is six hours long <laughs> You could have watched Angels in America with Al Pacino. <laughs> Al Pacino's a, a you know, he's, he's a real a, actor. He's, he's in the movie. It's kind of like a mini series. It also has Emma Thompson. I like Emma Thompson. But so you uh, could have watched Angels in America, or you could watch. Long. It was six hours. That was six hours long. But I will say, having people interacting um, at certain points was not only just fun, and they were they were throwing out some really good one liners. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but also like. Having the pressure of knowing people are watching, like, made me try to intentionally make less stupid plays, mm-hmm. and also like they caught us on some stuff. Like they caught Connor basically cheating without knowing it one time. He tried oh, to yeah. use a trade good as a old style bonus counter, yeah. and I don't know. I wish we could do that every game, but I also don't want to. I don't want to. I, I don't really, want to live stream every game. I really game. don't want to take up no. your time. Yeah, I don't want to gobble up <laughs> six hours every weekend. Mm-hmm. 
I felt, could have been watching Angels in Mar- with Al Pacino. <laughs> I felt so real American actor. Is Steve Martin in that movie? Steve he is not. Oh, okay. oh, he's not in that movie. I'm not. Okay, watch well, it we now. don't talk about that here on this podcast. We have a running bit with an established famous person that we already do. So we're not going to do an Al Pacino you could have watched, bit. You could have watched no. Planes, Trains, Stay and Automobiles in the lane, three times. Stay in our lane, okay? We're not, we're not going to do a tweeted <coughs> Al Pacino. four times. We already do, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, we already do a Steve Martin bit. So you can't do this Al Pacino bit after our Steve Martin bit. You could have watched the classic Pink Panther with Steve Martin three and a half times. It's an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> Sean, you were going to say something? Yeah, I felt a lot of different emotions yeah. through the course of this game. I'd like to talk about a few of them. Let's anger? Any? Uh, some anger. Me too. Like, why won't he just give me four trade goods? I'm going to ruin the game for or both like, of us. Or like, why does he think I owe him four trade goods? What is this based on? <laughs> it's based on the fact that I can... He's I, still trying to explain it. I, it's still based trying on to the fact it. that oh, I have. Whispering. I mean, on some parts, like you're all for funding this guy's military might, but then you seem to, when push came to shove, not want to fund his military might. I totally want to. No, 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 no. Every you, time you, I you ask misunderstand. You, from... you misunderstand. I'm totally down to pay Sean to fight you. I'm not down to pay Sean to do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- and I'm definitely not down to pay Sean because he told me to. No, no. You're down to pay Sean because he's going to ruin the game for Please both of us. Please say DTPS for See, that was... you into the dirt. Honestly, dude, that's really all it came down to. Is like, I, it's, like, it's like we were trading like baseball cards, and you were like, I have a live grenade in my hand. Like, <laughs> and I was like, can we just trade baseball cards? And you were like, this grenade's about to go off and we'll die. And I'm like, why can't we just trade baseball cards? Like, is that not okay? It, it seems like in the grand scheme of things, though, you know that he has a live grenade. You just wish he you pretending had he didn't thrown have it. it in somebody else's neighborhood first. Yes, like yours. Like, oh, good job. Yeah. Here's yes. Ford. But he's still exactly. standing right next to you holding the live grenade. Yeah, yeah. But because he was preemptively asking for that money, it was it was a no deal. Well, because okay, here. Or, but or, then he threw it in your backyard instead. So. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to have to break this down for you. But <laughs> when somebody comes by asking for protection money, the real question. I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but I'm from a really rough part the of the time. country, yeah. um, and I uh, do consider myself an authority on these types of topics. The problem with protection money is when does it stop? Okay. Sean comes around saying, I need four trade goods. Next round, he needs six trade goods. It doesn't stop. So you just have to, you can't negotiate with people like that. Okay. Garrett. Garrett. (laughs) Griffin. (laughs) No Uh, one's going to understand why that's funny. We're going to wrap it up on that. Oh, yeah. Let's 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 understand. And uh, this was shorter than uh, maybe, but it's 11.46, and we've been awake since 9 a.m. It's not 11.46. It is 1.46. Sorry, I'm looking at my laptop clock. Yeah, yeah it's 1.46 in the a.m., and we started at 9 a.m. We've been doing Twilight Imperium since 10 o'clock a.m. How many hours of Twilight Imperium is that? 15. 15 hours of Twilight Imperium in one day. We did that for you. So follow us on Facebook, Space Cats Peace Turtles. Follow us on Twitter at Space Cats Pod. You can email us, spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com. We post a post on the Reddit, Twilight Imperium subreddit every week. And we also do it on our Board Game Geek Guild. You can find Space Cats Peace Turtles on Board Game Geek. Please check us out in the new year. This was fun. Thanks for joining us, EJ, Garrett, and Sean. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome. Sean. You could have been watching 
Al Pacino's. No, we don't do that. We don't do that. That's a bit that we do here. don't do that. Please tweet at Steve Martin. Let him know. Let him know that we played this game and we want him to watch it. All six and a half hours Oh my God, please send him a link to the stream, (laughs) to the YouTube, all six (laughs) hours of it. Be like, Steve, there's actually a lot of good stuff in here. Yeah. Just say that. Yeah. Maybe you could take some cues. Also, let him know he owes me four trade goods. Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles. And thank you to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bella, me, me, me.